everybody. Welcome to the 82nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, a quick reminder that MathCore Index Fest 2022 is right around the corner. Saturday and Sunday, July 9th and 10th at Beat Kitchen, Chicago. We've got Black Matter Device, Space Blood, Gift from God, Fall 50 Feet, Snooze, Old Pets, Sunflower, and The Central on Saturday. And then on Sunday, day, t- uh, day 2, July 10th, we've got Frail Body, Discordia, Sunless, Under the Pier, Cadence Fox, The God Awful Truth, The Sound of Creation, Future Trash, and Lower Automation. Tickets are $20 a night. And again, that is July 9th and 10th at Beat Kitchen, Chicago, baby. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar voice. <laughs> See you all there? Yeah. Question mark? You better be there. <laughs> Again, don't make me regret this. <laughs> and then uh, if you guys want to show us some support, go check out our Patreon. You get some cool exclusive benefits that way. Be a part of our Discord community. Helps decide what bands we talk about. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. Get some get some free swag as well. So you ready to talk about some bands? Let's do it. So the first band we're going to talk about is Serling. Yeah, you sons of bitches. Right off the bat, Serling. <laughs> do it. So, Serling are a Twilight-themed mathcore band from Badoin, Baudoin, Maine, and they just released their debut full-length album, Next Stop Willoughby, on May 27th. And I gotta say, as a fan of the Twilight Zone, and just like being a member of a band that was really in- heavily influenced by it, uh, I really appreciate that Twilight Zone theme. Bunch of goddamn nerds. It's awesome. Yeah, just, um, we, and we, by the way... Um, if you guys didn't listen to the last episode, we covered them on the on last the four-way episode split, yeah. on the four-way split, mm. just in case. Uh, but yeah, continue. Yeah, I was just going to say that I, I just love that theme. It just provides so much opportunity for for lyrical exploration, I guess. Every episode is named after an episode, uh, or excuse me, every song is named after an episode of The Twilight Zone as well. So with the first track being the GPS coordinates for Willoughby, Ohio, actually. No shit. Yeah, which is the... Uh, the, the album's titular location. Amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, man, Robbie on this. I had to um, look that up. <laughs> uh, good good research, by the way. Uh, with Robbie here, oh, amazing. Wow. Incredible. Am- what, a, what, a, what a unique way to have a, um, and to, a, for our listeners, a vocal feature. He, he's talking about Robbie of Heavy Heavy Lolo and Bone, Bone Cutter. Cutter. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry about that. Who appears on the first track of this EP. Yes. Or and, this first album, rather. And, uh, I, I mean, naturally, I would definitely take more Robbie, you know, uh, if I could be a... His appearance is great, though. It, it's very, like... Uh, I don't want to say it's understated, but he doesn't scream. He just no. has like a spoken word introduction, a, a preface to the the album, if you will, and sort of it's the, it's the primer for the theme of of them being two musicians who are obsessed with this this uh, television show from a bygone era. So what I, I I what I really like about this vocal feature, it is specifically um, a call out, tip the hat, and just a love for Robbie. So. Naturally, we all out there have heard his voice screaming, right? Then he has the more frantic and heavy, heavy Lolo. He had the more frantic, um, talky vocals at, at times. But to play this track, there, in no way are you like, oh, that's Robbie from fucking heavy, heavy Lolo right. and Bonecutter. It is literally just a guy talking. So right. this vocal feature is literally Serling being like, fucking Robbie. You do this for you us. You don't even have to scream. Just it's, say some just shit. Just fucking say some shit for us, man. It's I love the nerdy, nerdy, like just the the. Oh, it's so good, dude. Just like the love, the the community that is going mm. on here. So this vocal feature literally is for them and for us. But like, it's not. 
like Robbie has no specific voice where it's not like he's got like fucking T pain on there or something like that where it's like a random like you're like oh this guy I got it like that kind of thing like it's just so I love it I absolutely love it yeah and although I, I kind of like want to like and it's so short too it's I, so short I almost want to knock them for the amount of features that are on this album it's such a sort of a, a zoomer move but at the same time it's like every feature is just absolutely fucking on point there's no opportunity wasted so we've got as we already talked about Robbie Smith of Heavy Heavy Lilo and Bone Cutter on the first track we also have uh, Shay of uh, Van Van Dusen of DB Cooper. Honestly, Shay's appearance on this EP is my favorite guest appearance, oh, and that don't is get me started on it already. That is don't that is stacked against Adam Warren of Oceano as well. Yep. So we've got Robbie and Adam on this album, and I still think that Shay just fucking really still brought the best the best guest appearance, and the homie from Crisis Actor as well. Exactly. Um, absolutely. So that the opener naturally, there's no there's no uh, track there. Uh, the second track, it, it opens just like how Serling uh, was in their EP. I feel like Serling stylistically have not changed, just continuously writing the same kind of just fucking great mathy uh, breakdowny stuff going on here. Now Christian mentioned with uh, track three, that's the one that I'm fucking all about. And uh, what is it? Uh, and when the sky was opened, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, what I really like about that track is not only Shay's uh, vocal appearance, but the timing and how it goes down. I absolutely love that Serling does their side that half the track, and then Shay just fucking comes in out and of the closes fucking out wall the track, yeah. and just fucking closes the track. And still has that like slight talky vocal that a D. little D. bit Cooper of spoken has. word kind of peppered it's in there. It's fucking great. It, it, it lets you know it's DB Cooper basically, <laughs> um, and I loved it. it uh, so good. It, top top notch. Great lyrics so, on that feature too. So I, I, you're already kind of seeing where we're gonna probably what we're gonna be playing. Uh, but um, this this was my favorite track as well though. Um, I believe it's uh, right after. Uh, track four, A Penny for Your Thoughts, it immediately kicks in right after that and literally doesn't give you a second to breathe. And it's just pure D.B. Cooper again. Uh, not D.B. Cooper, but uh, uh, Serling just ripping into it. That's a good one, too, yeah, for sure. absolutely, dude. Um, every, every track is, is fucking good, honestly. You can just you can just pick any given track and it'll be heavy as hell. I feel like... I feel like uh, Talk about their sound. I mean, it's just so... If you're not familiar with their sound, it's really like down-tempo, down-tuned mathcore with like... Some serious sludge tendencies Some as well. Some sludge tendencies. Like if you were to com- if you were to thick. combine like Black Sheep Wall with say I don't know like Tony Danza maybe I think you would get they're like they sound like Frontier in a lot. Oh, of ways I was just too. gonna say I was like I'd go more Frontier. Like, well, Frontier is a combination of those things anyway. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, I mean, in terms of like the the absolutely grotesque, obscene, low end stuff that they do. What I do like about I know you mentioned that there's a lot of uh, vocal appearances on here. I really enjoyed Chris Deering as well. Chris, so that's where I'm going on this. Uh, <laughs> so with, with, with Shay, we already mentioned. I love how Shay just busts into the second part of the track with Chris on uh, "It's a Good Life." Even the intro of that track is like kind of like organy, like eerie, kind of circusy sounding. Just kind of what. Chris kind of goes into for and sure. I feel for like our listeners, a, he's talking about like, we're talking about Chris Deering of the Sound the News creation. Yeah, that's not, oh, thank you. I didn't, yeah, I didn't mention that. Uh, Chris, <laughs> we're love not, you. We're, this is we're sort of we're not being very expository right now. Yeah, we're just like dropping first names. We, we, we just assume shit. you know who these people are. Uh, so, 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 but Chris, so funny you say that though, because on that note, the, the song that they write for Adam on the same coin sounds like an Oceano song. Word. 
You know what I'm saying? Word. Yeah, they totally like wrote. They, they, they hand-tailored those songs for those guest appearances. I, I do appreciate that. But I love that they threw Chris into this track, and I hope that's it was like intended, but um, just that eerie sound right away. I was like, oh, I know exactly what track's going to happen here. And then fucking Chris comes in, does a great <laughs> job as well. Uh, yeah, track, Chris, Chris has got a solid appearance on here as well. The track, Valley of, uh, of the Shadow, brings the fucking mosh mm-hmm. um, from the first second. Super into it. Uh yeah man um even the the changing of the guard the was the ender solid ender <coughs> yeah um where is everybody definitely first of all iconic episode mm-hmm. um secondly I also want to shout them out for just avoiding the number twelve reference because I I think that would have been a very um sort of a almost too obvious on the nose thing to reference and I guess you can't really do that since they've already there's already a number twelve or a, a Twilight Zone theme band. Uh, too, but I know you know this, but uh, I did a uh, I did a, a guest vocal. Obtuse as fuck. I did I did a, go, a guest vocal appearance um, in the thirty early fathom odds, grave. thirty fathom grave, yeah. which is also a, a Twilight Zone right. episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, well that is some deep Levi lore, <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, it's it's I I love the Twilight Zone. I I, I really, I, Serling, we love you, but it is so fucking hard to look shit up with this going on with all the the. You know the movie, I mean, the show, and everything. It's it's hard to to look everything up and to f- find you guys. But you know, once we well, find at you- least yeah, because the you know Rod Serling is is the actor as well. So exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you have to like type Serling Band. I think maybe Serling Band is all. Then it works out. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, th- this this album is fucking good though. It's just so goddamn disgustingly downtuned and dissonant and. The, the lyrics all kind of like reflect the themes of the episode as well. I want to throw something in here and kind of a shout out and also a little promo for uh, Serling. In the time, uh, the, the we've covered them twice already. So this is the third time Serling we've covered you, but we now have a kind of a turn back on what we've mentioned before, because this is a two person project that we thought was just a bedroom project. But what do we have here, Christian in mid July, we got Serling, playing a show i'm pretty sure with db cooper and geister and some other ones some other somethings but uh i mean we we got a we got a live performance coming from serling so hopefully uh, it works out as a two-piece like that yeah they looks like they're gonna be playing gigs so mm-hmm. way to way to prove us wrong yeah fucking foot in mouth Here yeah basically go. i was like yeah I, we we definitely speculated about you know uh, sort of the you sort of like there's a, a quality of like more like realness when you see the band is like gigging. So when it's like a studio project, I think that my excitement is just somehow lessened a little bit because there's no prospect of it being like an in the flesh experience. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why it's it's so pleasing to see Chris Deering, for example, playing shows as the Soundlands creation on tour continuously. Could just one dude just touring. It's awesome. Uh, Chris, see you in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> they say that, right? Chicago? I think they do. Cool. Um, so we're going to play track three, right? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. You son um, of a bitch. Let's fucking give him that one. Kick down that fucking door with Shea. I mean, Ta-da. yeah, I think you're Ta-da. right. Yeah, yeah. And When the Sky Was Open featuring Shea Van Dusen from D.B. Cooper is, is probably the track overall. Yay. Although I did really like the silence as well. The disgusting, <clears throat> dissonant guitar work just layered on that track is just it's just like really dense. Really heavy, a passage for trumpet with Adam o- uh, of Oceano, and uh, Mr. Garrity in the Graves. 
that was just like another kind of like earwig track where those like several lyrical repeating lines just really really get stuck in your head word so we're gonna go ahead and play for you what was it again Oh, uh, for for the Shea one, yeah, uh, so and, and when the sky was uh, uh, when the when the sky was opened. So we're gonna go play for. You. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna play for you, and when the sky was opened, which is track three from Serling's new album, "Next Stop Willoughby," which came out on May twenty seventh. Here we go. <laughs> wow, I cannot speak right now. This is this is bad. Hey, Hunter made it. Here we go. so funny because initially i really wanted to play where is everybody but you nope you totally talked me into doing and when the sky was opened because yeah shay just did you see how i stood on the table (laughs) (laughs) i i don't like to normally do the guest appearance songs i feel like that's like not fair to like the rest of the album but well, this one I got away with it, so thank you for listening to me. You were very passive there. I took advantage. You were like, "Ah, it's all good, brother." Yeah, all you got good, me dude. all crossfaded. Yeah, this was dude. this was totally premeditated. Did I drug you? <laughs> I drugged I think you. you did, yeah. yeah, I think I've been drugged. You heard it here first. <laughs> Levi is a predator. <laughs> so sue me. No, wait, no, 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 no. Okay. So I need a new co-host. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> Levi is a sex pest. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, come on! Dude. I don't mean to 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 sort of be, make light of the term sex pest, but it is. It See you all in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> He'll keep his hands to himself. I won't. <laughs> Later, everybody. We're gonna duct tape oven mitts to your hands. <laughs> oh, we we took that just absolutely too far. As cut that, cut, cut that. that, cut that. <laughs> All right, so that was And When the Sky Was Opened, which is track three from Serling's new album, Next Stop Willoughby, mm. and that came out on May 27th. 
So the next band we're going to talk about is Discordia. So Discordia are a technical death metal band from Oklahoma City. And they just released their second full-length album, Triptych, on April 29th. And it's uh, their first album in over six years, actually. Crazy. Yeah, their first album in, in fucking six years, and wow, uh, what a what a good what a good comeback. I want to call it a comeback because it's that's quite a long time between full lengths. I mean, three years is I think kind of like average. I think for most underground bands, but don't call it a comeback. Don't call it, <laughs> I think that's what everyone sort of has. Like, it's like a knee jerk reaction yep. to that criticism. No, no, but honestly, uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a span of time, uh, but. I really enjoy this. Very, it is punishing. It is experimental. Very experimental. Wow. Yeah. I think that that avant garde. Even I would kind of throw that around. And we don't like to, you know. No, we don't like to abuse that term, but yet we do. But (laughs) I I would sort of kind of qualify them as such, though. Yeah, they they sort of have this very. I mean, what sets them apart is that they take a lot of risks by experimenting with the instrumentation, specifically by adding woodwinds like flute very prominently on the second track especially which i think that's my favorite track on the album and then also adding you know sort of miscellaneous noise elements like wrenches and um there's uh, there's some light keys on this album too and there's some i even think there's some choir if i'm not mistaken some some chorus sections i feel uh so i believe that you're talking about uh, your favorite track uh, track two uh bodies of ash bodies of ash so yeah. that ultimately like what I really liked about I, I would agree with you that's probably my favorite track what I really liked about that one uh, Minds of Dust the first track that's just I, a brutal I opener I loved it that's just like dense and complex mm. but what I really liked about track two Bodies of Ash I felt like it was Minds of Dust but with like an added groove going on 100% like, that, that big ass groove It's but they just really they go out on that limb with that just that flute solo mm-hmm. portion and the keys too. <laughs> just go out on that flute solo. <laughs> it's so it's so good. Then it's such a cinematic moment. They, this album is really about taking you away in like almost I don't want to say mood pieces, but yeah, just setting you up for some like some strong visuals and sort of just really good pacing. I totally agree. I totally agree. They're really they're really good at pacing this album by adding all these sort of atmospheric moments. The, um, I believe it's uh God the the album uh, spirit uh spirits spirits of dirt. spirits of dirt is like that that one specifically I I enjoyed it was a amazing they pumped the brakes I mean speaking of pacing they really pumped the they, brakes they, on that track exactly you know exactly like, they, they, yeah they slowed it and then um, it's 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 more of like the slow atmospheric uh, tracks it's a great it's a great ender um I really and some, most of the time I really uh, I don't favor the enders. Uh, of uh, of albums, but this one specifically, I, I oh, love petite, the Le Petit Mort is is the closer. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, Spirits is like track, I think uh, seven or it something. It is, it is. Yeah, Le Petit Mort is the closer. That is a fucking banger, though. If you're thinking about the closer, apologies, Discordy. Yes, I mean, yeah, that that track is dissonant, super headbanging. That this this album is super good. Like this is like one of the best death metal albums of the year. There's so many just like twists and turns in their compositions, and it, it gives their music like a really dizzying and disorienting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, everybody. Spirits of Dirt is a th- uh, track three. I was definitely fucking up there, so I just broke down uh, the wrong one. But anyways, um, 
uh yeah the the, the ending track uh la petite uh, mort i will stick to it that was my favorite track it was a little little slower i understand that um but i enjoyed it uh, immensely so no no um spirits spirits of dirt is definitely a slower track though i mean that, that as well as a slower track yeah yep, yeah yep yep um I liked Panopticon quite a bit too. I thought that was a big highlight. Some really like oh yeah, really seeing the the Gorguts and Ulcerate influence coming out on that. There, there, yeah. It's this this. Uh, I mean, I feel this album all in all discordant. Right, we're just gonna say that. Just in, in I mean, that. but yeah, at the same time, like is is just you know is dissonance and dizzying, etc. Other D words. They also really do like bring some melodic elements as well. But they don't like mm-hmm. ever. They never mm-hmm. overstay their welcome. I think is the important thing. For me, anyway, as a listener, I don't want to like want to have be overloaded with uh, mellow death in my tech death so much. Mm. I know there's there's bands like Obscura that do that kind of stuff, but it's like if you're not doing like you know necrophagist or better level at this point, like why even why bother doing like a technical melodic death metal band? Necrophagist did a great. Um, what day are they playing the fest? Day one or two? Are they playing one? Necrophages? No, no. I mean, uh, d- come on now. Come. Yeah, everybody. Dropping that on you bitch asses right now. <laughs> Discordia is playing day two. Day two. Thank July you. July 10th, cool. Sunday. Right. That's more uh, death metal-y. Right. We got Sunless on that day and Frail Body. So we, we went on a limb a little bit with the uh, the genres on day two. Death Metal Index and Screamo Index is the reason that we're justifying that. it, though. Yep. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's how we rationalize those kind of decisions now. <laughs> But yeah, there's there's so many twists and turns of this record. I mean, they go on like noise tangents. So we were sorry touching upon earlier Word. with the the wrenches. Uh, I saw wrenches in the the credits on the carriage is the track actually. It sounds like a bunch of just like chains rattling around before the guitars come in. Yeah, this this record fucks. It's this is super fucking good. Yep, I agree. I think we should give them. I mean, I think bodies of ash. I kind of want to play that track just because it's. It's mm. so exceptional with that instrumental, but M- Minds of Dust is more to the point. What do you think? I say Bodies of Ash because we're going to get the Minds of Dust kind of vibe, but also that groove. It's right. in the groove and everything. And I think you'll get to see the more experimental side. It's a little more. It's a little more lengthy, is why I hesitate to play it. But says no one in metal. You got to hear that flute solo. <laughs> so <laughs> you've heard saxophone in death metal. Now try flute. Yep. So we're going to play for you. Where the fuck is it? We're going to play for you Bodies of Ash, which is track two from Discordia's new album, Triptych. (laughs) And that came out on April 29th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Bodies of Ash, which is track two from Discordia's new album, Triptych, that came out on April 29th. So the next band we're going to talk about is A Dozen Black Roses. A Dozen Black Roses are a metalcore quartet from Nashville, Tennessee, and they just dropped their second EP, Treading Ever So Deeply, on May 18th. And even though this is a relatively unknown uh, and for the moment unsigned band, uh, although that, I, I imagine that won't last too long, mm-hmm. uh, with only two EPs under their belt, I still sort of consider this to be at the forefront of the new movement of like uber vicious and technical metalcore that is... Absolutely! It's so crazy they're not signed. Uh, yeah, dude. It's, it's sort of unusual that they're not signed to Pure Noise, their hometown label. I, I can't imagine that they haven't been scouted already. That, that, that could be in development right now. We may just not know. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, it is kind of crazy that they're not signed yet because their sound is just like... It's quite professional. It's like the... The whole code orange chamber sound vein as well, yeah. And I've had my band, or excuse me, my my eye on this band for quite some time. Them in the burning wind, just as much as uh, the aforementioned sign bands, because they're just bringing just such absolutely top notch and visceral metalcore and hardcore that you could argue is mathcore too, just given how many twists and turns are in the composition. And uh, I mean, yeah, they just really are on that that chamber level, I think, of like bringing like just uber aggressive again. It's like the term I would use. Uh, you took basically all the notes out of my mouth here, man. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, this is this is a band. Um, we, we're covering a lot of EPs, but it is what it is, man. Uh, this is some vicious, is so fucking, fucking good. Yeah, chaotic metalcore, just mathy kind of, you know. Um, and th- th- it, it it's vicious. I I would say, uh, there's uh like a track like Hedgehog's Dilemma. Um, has some clean vocals in oh, there. Oh yeah, so really yeah, they, dug it. You know, like yeah, exactly. That they definitely have gone out on like a limb here. Not a limb, but they, they've 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 taken sort of a, a different direction by adding clean vocals on this this EP. Not too much, not too much, just a little, and I really enjoyed that. Can I say that I think that they did it? Unlike the Vane record, they did it. They executed it a lot better. A lot better, absolutely. With absolutely. more variety in the yep. delivery and better, like vocal, like vocal arrangement. I think on the singing parts. Yep. Uh, the, the, you hear that? You did better than Vane. A <laughs> <laughs> dozen black roses. <laughs> That's a compliment today. Yeah, the singing, the singing on on um, that last album just wasn't wasn't. It fell flat for me. Treading, uh, treading, treading ever so deeply was a great ender to this uh, EP. But um, overall, I would say uh, "Against the Grain" uh, was my favorite track. Definitely Fuck, gave that me that heavy disgusting. fucking chamber vibes. That's the heaviest track on the EP. Yep, massive breakdowns. It's it's hard as fuck. I gotta agree with you there. Yep. Yeah, the, the Hedgehog's Dilemma though. This is the first track on the EP that, and I think the first track in their discography where we see them fit the in that. Bubbles. Yeah, yep. flirting with some melodic content in a direction that is arguably close to CU Space Cowboy mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or again what what Vane was doing but just I think executed a lot better than the latter at the very least well balanced with the ratio of sing clean vocals agreed to, yeah, yeah I mean it's it's on a couple tracks too it's not just on the hedgehog's dilemma it's mm-hmm. also on a haunting display too yep 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 they're yep. sort of just kind of peppered in though again they're they're used very sparingly i don't I don't think that they they rely upon any kind of like chorus really truly mm-hmm. it added it added to it put a little extra seasoning in the pot there for sure so yeah and i I think the singing maybe lands a little bit better on this track too than it does on the other one loving uh, loving the guitar lines on the end of the track as well 
I think track one is is the the podcast song though. If I can be honest with you, unless, oh, unless you yeah. want to give them the hedgehog's dilemma no, because no, of no, the no. singing. No, that opener is the fucking opener for sure. Cool. So we're gonna play for you "Cursive Connection," which is track one from a Black Rose Burials. Excuse me. Wow. <gasps> Freudian slip. Which is track one from a dozen Black Roses. Mm-hmm. New EP, Treading Ever So Deeply, which came out on May 18th. What a MySpace moment. Amazing. I'm going to leave that in. Yep. Here we go. Don't cut that. Don't Don't cut cut that. that. Don't Don't cut cut that. that. Don't cut that. Leave that, leave that, leave that, leave that. So that was Curse of Connection, which is track one from A Dozen Black Roses' new EP, Treading Ever So Deeply, which came out on May 18th. So the next release that we're going to talk about, fuck, I am so goddamn mealy-mouthed and heavy-tongued right now. This is, I'm I'm struggling. I'm sorry. 
Drink, drink a little more of the fizzy water. To... <laughs> so the next project we're going to talk about is Amelda Marcos. Amelda Marcos, sorry, math rock, noise rock trio from Chicago. Funny enough. And they just dropped their new EP, Abu... <laughs> Abuellero. I want to say Abuellero. I want to say Abuellero. Yep. Abuellero. I could really. I should have looked at the pronunciation. I know that it's Tagalog for witch doctor, though. Okay. I failed to look at the pronunciation. That was my failing. I'll have to edit that back in later. But wow, this is. What an addicting listen this was. The vocals on this, first of all, are just mesmerizing. And the noise rock guitars had this, like fast delay effect that really just gives it an intense psychedelic sort of texture to what they do to their already like like mathy compositions so much psych uh added in here the noise uh this band overall so fucking mesmerizing yeah um i think that's a very good descriptor for them donna's uh spoken word uh style of vocals it just it works so well with i mean there's so much going on behind the vocals that it's it's actually really um it's 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 beautiful to hear every lyrical like content like the whole song can hear all the lyrics um they're they're quite discernible donna's vocals as well like they they go from that cool smooth cool as a cucumber kind of sound to like that frantic and you can really hear that in like Mm -hmm. the tracks like uh the sartoria uh blue Mm -hmm. where it's just that that's the track you know where um, anyways, yeah, they're, they're singing on that track. There's a bit of sort of frantic uh, spoken word. There's a bit of screaming. There's a lot of scream. Yeah, it, it's it's all over the overall. This EP really- great vocals, and that's a. I didn't realize until just recently that they did not have a vocalist. They were an instrumental band. I was just I was just about to say. I'll admit that I knew nothing of this band until now. So um, everything is new to me. But uh, yeah, I noticed that as well. Uh, just trying to look back into their uh, back catalog a little bit, I noticed it didn't. I didn't really hear many vocals at all. So, right, yeah. I mean, instrumentally, it reminds me quite a bit of Yowie and Battles. <sighs> Absolutely. I mean, Yowie and the fact that they sort of have these very, just almost nauseatingly twisty, turny kind of riffs, but also the the guitar textures with how like that fast delay effect or just reverb heavy effect whatever it is yep 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 really create just sort of emphasizes that psychedelic effect in a way that reminds me of battles this was so good though i i really really enjoyed this quite a bit this is one of my most listened to releases of the podcast mm-hmm. yeah, you, you gave this to me like damn near two months ago a while back yeah this was a long time coming i i really wanted to work this one into the rotation though just because it's just it's such a solid ep and i really did enjoy every single track especially i mean the last track uh satoria blues that really took the cake for me they really just it transported me to another world and those spacey instrumentals and just mesmerizing vocals just just man they're they're so it all works yeah they they really they really take you away Mm -hmm. so with that we're going to go ahead and play for you Sartoria Blues, which awesome. is track four from Abuyero, which is uh, Amelda Marcos's new EP that came out on April 29th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Sartoria Blue, which is track four from Imelda Marcus's new EP, Albuyaro, which came out on when that motherfucker came out. Which came out on April 29th. So the next project we're going to talk about is Charger Port. And Charger Port are a instrumental math rock project from Mechanicsville, Pennsylvania. And they just released their new EP, Don't Care, Good Music, <laughs> which came out on May 27th. Yeah, I absolutely, I, I love the, the song title. I love the song, or the, the album title, the EP, that is, and I, I love the, the song titles as well. They're mm-hmm. all sort of very tongue-in-cheek. And you can sort of deduce what this project might sound like just based upon the description alone of instrumental math rock, but I really have to say that this is some fairly idiosyncratic material with some very angular and almost deconstructed approaches that kind of remind me of um, Hella and Don Cab. I totally get the Don Cab thing, absolutely. Uh, deconstructed, I like that. I totally understand what you're saying there. Mm. Um, yeah, groovy, fucking mathy, you know? It's great. Um, three tracks, not too much to say about it. Um, I would say the, uh, the first track, uh, Where Does the Ceiling End? That would be my favorite. It's. I'll correct that later on. Forgive me, Hunter. <laughs> I said Mechanicsville, Pennsylvania. Of course, it's in Virginia. But you dingus. Mechanicsville. By the way, what a crazy fucking name for a town. It Jesus is. Christ. It that is. belongs in Detroit almost. <laughs> that name. Anyway, you were saying. Uh, that's it. Fucking. Um, I would say the the, the first track. Uh, where does the, the ceiling end? That's that's my fave out of the three. That was a good one. For sure. I mean, I, I enjoyed every track on the EP. I mean, just overall, it's such a a charming little EP that uh, charming really, EP. Yeah, there it we sort go. of it sort of just really moves you in the right direction emotionally in terms of building tension. And although I'm not sure if it's, I'm trying to make sense of my notes here. <laughs> wow, this is a this is a struggle moment. Holy shit. At least you anyway, lose so, them. Yeah. I was about to say, like, so just, there's so much, a huge backlog of material behind this project, too, that's quite diverse. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost like, some of it is almost like noise. Oh, as far as, like, the past releases and everything? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I didn't really, like, get a chance to, like, fully investigate the back catalog, but, yeah, obviously the opener is a major highlight, though, with those very distinct and unpredictably, like, jerky guitar parts. Uh, but I really love the, the, the hook on the big picture with... <laughs> Again, I love that song title, which you know, along with the, the following groove, just really, really gets stuck on your head, stuck in your head rather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think that's the track that I that we should give them. Honestly. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you listened to me earlier, so I'll listen to you now. That so. I mean, the big picture has. <laughs> Did I nardwire you? Yep. Uh, yep. They fucking, they have a. I mean, that that track in particular just has, I think, like the big hook. Love it. So. We're going to play for you The Big Picture, which is track three from Don't Care, Good Music. <laughs> Great. That's by Charger Report's new EP that came out on May 27th. Here we go. <laughs>
All right, so that was the big picture, which is track three from Don't Care, Good Music by Chargerport. And that's the new EP that just came out on May 27th. I got to say, I really enjoyed this EP quite a bit. Fuck yeah. Shout out, Hunter. Big homie, big fucking supporter. Much love, G. So on that note, the next project we're going to talk about, keeping it math rock here on the latter part of the episode, Rob Ford Explorer. And Rob Ford Explorer are a instrumental math rock duo from Reno, Nevada. And they just released their fourth EP. Not a full length in sight. And the new EP is called Two Songs, quite literally. <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> which came out on April 1st. And a bit late on this one, but we just love this band so much. And I really wanted to work them in to this episode. It was already a very math rock heavy episode, to be fair. So... Um, we definitely were trying to work it in. Uh, well deserved though. I mean, I, this I feel, was so good. I feel, yeah. I mean, as far as math rock goes, holy fucking shit. If you don't follow these guys and listen to them, like, please do. Yeah. yeah. They're crucial. I want to say that they could be on the same level as floral. Yes, absolutely. They're, they're on absolutely. the, I mean, what they're doing is, is basically on that same level. They just haven't like received the, like the recognition yet. These two tracks are overall a little more upbeat. Um, I really did enjoy, uh, they, they gave me a very, um, heartwarming vibe kind of like a Totoro uh, the, 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 <laughs> they have a very like it, there's a lot of whimsy and playfulness to what they do absolutely you know what I'm saying like yep. it's it's really like playful music you can just like hear the joy coming through in what they do like you can tell this band loves what they do go to uh, Math Corn Dex YouTube um, check out Rob Ford Explorer on 2019's uh, Math Corn Dex Fest in Oakland yeah if they're like not in the zone in the footage that you see they're, they're like all smiles just like you can tell that they're like loving every fucking minute of what they do and I've seen them in, in house shows and the cover of the two singles is those two guys smiling just so yeah just, just being buddies it is, yeah. it's buddy math rock that's great. Essentially, it's yeah. it's best it's best buds math rock, and it's it's kind of hard to deny the the enjoyment factor here. What of the two tracks? We we it's it's your two kids. Which which one do you? Well, love it's more? so funny that we were talking about you know flute parts earlier because I think that sup Q is my favorite track. Track two, the second track. Oh shit! Two. I went Rory's feet. I mean Rory's feet, which F E A T. They they got you there with the double meaning. That one doesn't really start hitting its stride until about thirty seconds in, um, but I, I do love those those like soft dynamics and the artificial harmonics in that track. I feel you, yeah, yep. But I, I think that sub Q is is just a little bit better in that it has such a fucking glorious crescendo, and just the way that the the buildup is with those flute parts, it, it evokes like like a gust of wind. It's like you're hearing a gust of wind come by, and it just. It bring, bringing the promise of new adventure. You feel me? I'm sold. I'm sold. Okay, I feel you. I yeah. feel you. Yeah. Again, such a joy to what they do. You you can just tell that they're they're smiling in in what you know in in some of the the parts that they're playing. Basically, it's like Cameron's guitar parts really do like tug at the heart, and then Greg is just one of the greatest math rock drummers of our generation. I'm just gonna say it. Frankly, largely unsung at that. Super, super good in, in terms of like technical ability and smooth fucking rubato and just the ability to, I don't know, just, just captivate me with the, the playing. Like the first time I saw them at that house show, I was like, this is like one of the best math rock bands I've ever seen. Like, if you guys are going to keep teasing teasing us with just EPs, that's okay. Just 
keep doing EPs. I don't even like, just keep coming. This is a, normally a, a situation in which I would write in my notes. Yeah, give me a full length. I want a full length. But yeah, I'm so satisfied with this. The getting an EP every year of of songs that I love like thoroughly that are like quality. Yep. In, in this day and age, it's like, can you really expect a casual band to? I hate to call them a casual band, but you know what I'm saying. They're not like casual. They're, they're, they're not is. like touring yeah. the United States or the, the world or anything like. Not signed. No, they're not. I mean, they were. I, yeah, they're not signed. Yeah, not signed. A choke artist, obviously. I'm. I'm sure. I, I think at this point is going to have a hard time saying no if they were to approach him about doing a, a compilation LP. That needs to happen, by the way. So, Joe, I know you're listening. <laughs> um, Press that shit, doggy. Let's go. What do you think? Uh, the second track, the Q Sub Q. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Sub Q, which is track two from Rob Ford Explorer's new EP. And uh, that new EP is called Two Songs, and that came out on May 27th. Two songs. Two, two dudes, songs, baby. Two brothers. <laughs> There's two brothers. Here we go.
fucking next level good. Shout out Rob Ford Explorer. They're doing such good shit, man. That that mm-hmm. I got I just I got to shout out again that crescendo when the drums start intensifying and that the flute just wow, it's it's so so whims so whimsical. It's whimsical. Yep. Yeah. Getting carried away like in a cloud somewhere. Yeah, beautiful beautiful track. So that was Sup Q, just track 2 from two songs, which is Rob Ford Explorer's new EP. Just came out back in April. Excuse me, in May. So before we wrap this up, just one more reminder, Mathcore Index Fest 2022 is one month away, July 9th and 10th at Beat Kitchen, Chicago. We've got, uh, well, I'm not going to rattle off the whole lineup again, but you can go check that out at mathcoindex.com if you want to get a scope up in the, few, uh, the full lineup. And uh, get your tickets now. Can't wait to see you there. So with that, uh, I guess that about wraps it up for the 82nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And my co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. <laughs>